everyone! Welcome to episode 18 of Otome Shimai. I'm Vicky. And I'm Vika. And we are sisters who play Otome games. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about main characters, or MCs. They're the character that you play as in visual novels. An MC's personality and decisions can definitely make or break a game. We've discussed a number of MCs on our podcast before, but we really haven't delved too much into our favorites and why we love them. So today, we'll be talking about some of our personal faves and the reasons why we enjoyed playing as them in MC's Manifesting Major Moxie. Did you like that? You like my song? I, I love your song. Thank you. It's so beautiful. I wish you would come up with a theme song for Who Are You Doing This you Week, know, though. You know, it's really hard to come up with a theme song for Who Are You Doing. It just doesn't, doesn't flow. Who are you doing this week? Who are you doing? Who are you doing? Okay, Who but, are you doing but this I week? remember why you didn't like any of those, because you wanted it to be like I a wanted it, bow, yeah, chicka, I did. bow, wow. I did want it to be like a bow, chicka, wow, wow. And I don't know how to sing bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> All I know how to sing is upbeat and excited. <laughs> okay, well, either way, that's a segue into who are you doing this week? So, Vicky, tell me, who are you doing this week? So, um, if anyone follows our Twitter account, you will know that I decided to play Best of Fellows in its entirety over the course of mm, eight days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were really going there. Yeah, but the only reason why I could do that is because I had strep throat and I couldn't do anything aside from sleep and play Best of Fellows. Mm, yeah. How was it? Um, so I'm really excited for you to play it. I'm really excited for us to be able to do at least one episode on mm -hmm. Best of Fellows because I think it's very different in a lot of ways from a lot of the other Ultimate games that we've played. Um, the art style is different. The gameplay is a little bit different. And the way that they handle a lot of the things that happen in the story is different. Best of Fellows is very, very raw. Uh, yeah, see, I didn't expect that mm -hmm. at all from the beginning of, or at least reading the introduction to the game. Yeah, no, you would expect it to, to be a little bit more romanticized than I think it actually is, hmm. but we will talk about that after Vika plays it. Yes, my copy has not arrived. I am playing the localized version. Eventually, Vicky played it in Japanese, mm -hmm. so we'll get to talk about that on a future episode. Yes. Who are you doing this week? I started Tears of Themis. Oh, <laughs> the game that I won't be playing. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so Tears of Themis, as many people already know and were super excited for, is another MiHoYo game, same makers of Fur Genshin Impact. Mm -hmm. And um, it's based off of an MC who is a lawyer, mm -hmm. and she gets to meet people while solving cases. So I have a question. Yes. Who is Themis and why <laughs> is she crying? Okay, well, I can tell you who Themis is, but to be honest, I have no idea why she's crying. Um, so Themis is the Greek goddess of law and authority. She's like the council of the gods. Mm -hmm. So thus, you know, lawyers. Is she crying because the lawyers are bad at their jobs? Very unlikely, because it seems that the lawyers are quite adept at doing what they're doing, which is lawyering. Okay, just, you know, needed to double check there. If I find out why she's crying, I will definitely let you know. Please, please, because, I mean, the reason why I'm not going to play this is because I just, I can't handle another mobile game or another gacha game right now, so mm -hmm. I will play vicariously through you. Yes. All right, let's get on to today's topic. So, like I said earlier, we're talking about MCs manifesting major moxie 
and manifesting moxie they do we're really really excited about the mcs that we're talking about today uh i something that we have discussed a couple of times both on the podcast and just in general in our personal lives is that typically ultimate game heroines the mcs are not known for having a lot of moxie Mm, yeah they're usually maidens in distress (laughs) or um maidens with not a lot of experience Mm mm-hmm So we decided to go through and find the MCs that we really liked Mm -hmm. and uh, tell you a little bit about them. So we'd really love to hear what you guys think at the end of all of this. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Let us know later. Mm -hmm. But before we talk about the first MC, I do want to talk about the difference between MCs Mm -hmm. in earlier games compared to MCs now. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like the way that Otome Games had portrayed the main character in earlier games was more like a blank slate. Yeah. It was really obvious in a lot of earlier games that MCs were meant to be self-inserts mm-hmm. versus their own character. Exactly. So if you're into that type of dynamic, which I think, you know, I also agree. Like, mm-hmm. I like that sometimes. But I think... One of the reasons we've started liking MCs that have more personality traits or more distinctive features is because it lends itself to the world development and Mm -hmm. the stories in the new types of games that we're playing. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed as well as the plots of Ultimate Games get more intricate and as the whole genre takes kind of more of a turn of the story-driven versus just the Mm romance-driven, the MCs have gotten a lot more character development in general. Mm -hmm. So those are the characters we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. And our first one... The first MC we're going to be talking about is the MC from Ikemen Sengoku, Mizusaki Mai. And she is just great. She's an adult... Uh, She is unashamed of her sexuality. She's hot for all the warlords. She has life skills. She knows how to adult. But we're not going to discuss her in depth because we just got off of two episodes dedicated to Ikemen Sengoku. Episodes 15 and 16 of the podcast were on Ikesen. And in episode 15, we talked quite a lot about this MC. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear us gush about this MC, please go check out episode 15 especially and 16 for Ikesen. Mm Mm-hmm. The next MC we're going to talk about is actually the MC from Pio Fiore, Mm -hmm. Liliana Adornato. Lily is great. Uh, She's definitely from a more recent game that we've played. So I didn't actually play this game. You played it all the way through. You also played the sequel? Mm -hmm. I've played 1926, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, it was just announced that Pio Fiore 1926 is going to be localized. So that's really exciting. Yeah, real exciting. Real dark, too. (laughs) I know a lot about Lily from Vicky's playthroughs of Pio Fiore and Pio Fiore 1926. Um, so I definitely agree with a lot of these these points here about mm-hmm. Lily's personality. Yeah. The, the big thing is that she handles stress very well. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> shocking. Like, she's not, oh, I don't know what to do. She literally assesses a situation and she thinks critically about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Critical thinking skills. Love the critical thinking skills. Um, She's also very aware of her limitations. Something that we've seen in a couple of games is if a game wants to make a point like, 
oh, this MC is like a strong, independent woman. They have her just like go out and try to do everything by herself, like run onto a battlefield mm -hmm. or go in guns blazing. And Lily doesn't do that. She gets put into dangerous situations and she figures out what she can and cannot do. And if she can't do something or needs help, she is unafraid of asking for that help. Yeah, no, that's great. And she gets put in dangerous situations a lot. Oh yeah, that's the plot of the game. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I also like that she's super intelligent. She is. She really likes learning. She's constantly reading and just wants to, to know about the world around her. Mm -hmm. Even though the world that she grew up in was quite small, she never mm -hmm. stops wanting to know more. Yeah. She's a reader too. Avid, right? Yeah, very avid reader. She spends a lot of time at the library and in basically all of the routes, the one thing that you will see her doing is like looking for a book. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Lily, a woman after my own heart. Yeah. Well, talking about another avid reader, mm -hmm. um, the next MC we're going to talk about is Alice Liddell from Alice in the Country of Hearts. Mm. Alice is not like Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's a very nice person. <laughs> Lily's a very nice person. Alice is rude, selfish, and bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> But we love her anyway. So one of the things that I really enjoyed when I first played Alice in the Country of Hearts, I was really surprised because she's definitely more on the selfish side. She's very much into self-preservation and she she doesn't take bullshit from anyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I read the manga um, for this. I didn't play through the game. You did. Um, and another one of our friends also played through. So I got to see Alice's personality in both areas. And it's pretty much the same from the manga to the game. Like she gets thrown into this situation and she's like, what the heck is going on? And she is just trying to get through life with all of the nonsense that's happening. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really interesting because she really knows how to talk to people to get like what she wants mm -hmm. and particularly with men. Yeah. She knows how to talk to men. She knows how to handle it. If a guy comes up and like tries to hit on her, she doesn't go like, oh no, what am I supposed to do? And she also understands if someone is hitting on her or someone is attracted mm -hmm. to her. Yeah. She's also unafraid to shut them down when she's not into it. No, she shuts a lot of people down. Yes. <laughs> but when she is into it, she's like, okay, let's let this happen. Yeah, yeah. Her reactions are really, really funny and really, really unique. So I'm really excited for the ultimate version yeah. of the Alice games. Alice in the Country of Spades is coming out in a couple of months after, you know, no games for years since Quinn Rose shut down. Mm -hmm. So I really hope that they kept Alice's personality because it's very, very different from all of the other yeah. um, Ultimate MCs. Yeah. I'm really curious what other people think about Alice. Mm -hmm. I personally really, really like her, um, but I can see why people wouldn't. I mean, she's, like you said, she's not a typical Ultimate MC. Mm -hmm. So um, anyone who's listening to this, uh, if you have any opinions on Alice Liddell, let us know. I'm really curious to know what other people think about her because I love her. I think she's great. <laughs> yeah, she's she's not she's not very nice. She's not a nice person, especially in the first game. She does some things to the LIs even after they're dating that kind of made me go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, and, and another thing that I like about her is she's a really hard worker. In every single situation that she's put into, uh, the allies will basically be like, oh, you don't have to do anything. Like, I'm just happy to have you living with me. And she'll be like, fuck that. Give me a job. Oh, yeah. She does not want to be a kept woman. No, not at all. She, she wants her own life and she wants to get her own things done. Yeah. So the next game we're going to talk about is Kings of Paradise. I never played literally any voltage games. So tell me about this MC. So the Kings of Paradise MC is really interesting. I went through about a year and a half where I played a lot of voltage games and I definitely liked this MC the best, partially because she is an adult woman. Mm -hmm. She's, I believe, 28 in the game. Hmm. But the premise of the game is she finds out that her husband is cheating on her and she finds out in a very public way. Oof. Mm-hmm. And she ends up going through this really messy and traumatic divorce. And the whole plot of the game is she ends up with one of the allies and she is working to better herself and to better her life. Wow. And that was something that I think anyone who has been through any type of traumatic event in their life can really relate to. Mm -hmm. And something that I, I saw a lot of people saying about this is that it seems like she went straight from her divorce, like into the arms of another man and needed that in order to better herself. Oh, as if basically like she, it was a rebound. Yeah, but honestly, that's not what I saw. I saw someone who went through a traumatic experience and was not afraid to accept help from someone else mm -hmm. when she was trying to change her life. Yeah. And I think that's very realistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the plot itself is not going to be necessarily realistic because she ends up like living in a high rise with a bunch of really rich and famous dudes. <laughs> But, but the idea behind the betterment of yourself and going through a traumatic experience like a messy divorce, mm -hmm. that's very realistic, and I respect her for that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying that you need help after an event like that. Yeah. Man, what a trash bag husband she had. She did have a trash bag husband. Well, <laughs> I hope the allies were good to her. Um, I mean, I liked some of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to like all of the allies, but I definitely did really like the MC. Kings of Paradise is one of the sexier voltage games, mm. though, just FYI, if anyone wants to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, but going to a game that is a little less overtly sexy. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 this game is not really sexy. There's too much murder for it to be sexy. And of course, we're talking about Caller Times Malice and the MC is Ichika Hoshino. Yes, I think we've uh, spoken about Ichika Hoshino many, many times so far because we've done reviews and twos on Caller Times Malice mm -hmm. and we go through a lot in detail about how much we love Ichika, but she is definitely one of our favorites. Yeah. Side note, should we mention that Caller Times Malice is simply apparently said Caller or X Malice. <laughs> yeah, so when you guys hear us saying Color Times Malice, we're actually talking about Color X Malice, but it would take us years in order to fully correct our brains. So, mm. yep, let's not do that. We still love Ichika. We still love Ichika, regardless of how you pronounce the name of the game. <laughs> we love Ichika. Ichika Hoshino is great. Mm -hmm. I think that she's one of my favorite allies just for the reason of 
her being so attentive to the people she cares about. Like, Mm -hmm. she's really bright-eyed. She wants to do a good job. She has a career. And every interaction she has with people, um, regardless of whether or not they're an ally, she really tries to see each person for who they are. And that really shows in all of the roots in the games and um, the her interactions with other characters. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, kind of going off on what we talked about with Lily, another thing that I really love about Ichika is that even though she, she has skills and even though she is, like, an intelligent young woman, mm-hmm. she, once again, knows her limitations. She knows that there are people out there who know more than her about certain things, and she is unafraid to ask for help. Yes. In some of the roots, she does kind of go guns a-blazing when her emotions get too high. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think overall, she understands that she's in a dangerous situation. She probably has to shoot a gun or decide if she's going to shoot a gun. And if there's someone around to help her, she's going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Like, she's going to do it to keep everyone safe. Yeah. yeah. And that I really respect. I I just, I love Ichika. I cannot, I cannot explain how much I love, I love her. Yeah. I also really like her relationships with the allies. Mm -hmm. um, Because there's definitely, um, and, understanding there and uh you know there are compromises in the relationship Mm -hmm. they know that they have to listen to each other and if Ichika feels like her opinions and her emotions are not being respected she is unafraid of sitting down and talking to them about it oh yeah she stands up for herself all the time Mm -hmm. she also stands up for the allies in some cases like she notices she's like she's very observant so she notices when someone's feeling down or something's off and she wants to try and do everything she can to take care of that Mm -hmm. and that's really really interesting like I think I'd I'd love to be in a relationship with each other (laughs) she's pretty great can we get an ultimate game where we can just date Ichika Hoshino I guess (laughs) yeah exactly yeah um well once again going off of the you know hard-working young women Mm -hmm. um the next MC that we're going to talk about is Kotone Awaki from Cafe Enchante Mm -hmm. and um I was really surprised when I first played Cafe Enchante actually I think anyone who played Cafe Enchante would be really surprised at Cafe Enchante because their previews are quite deceiving about what the game is actually about Yeah, I did not expect any of that when you explained it to me. Um, but it's really cool that she owns a cafe. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, she's 19 years old. Yeah. And something that I thought was really unique about her is that they gave her a backstory of after high school, she started working. So it's not like she's this young thing that doesn't really know how the world works. And yeah. it also wasn't like... Um, so she... She inherited the cafe, and she basically had to rebuild it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Whenever you get a situation like this in a visual novel or an otome game, what you usually see is somebody goes into the situation, and everything is kind of already there for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And the process is actually really glossed over. mm Mm-hmm. With Kotone, it wasn't at all. They actually go through the full process of her needing to reopen the cafe and needing to learn how to run a cafe, needing to learn how to make coffee, Mm -hmm. in addition to her, like, figuring out how to deal with all the allies. Yeah. (laughs) All the allies. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention the cafe leads to a magic portal into different worlds. Yeah. That's not a spoiler, right? 
No, that's not a spoiler. (laughs) That's the plot. Like, yeah, she's a great woman who has a backstory and, you know, you can totally relate to this situation. But also, she dates demons. Yeah, actually, I think only one of them is technically considered to be a demon. Okay. She dates supernatural beings. Yes, she dates supernatural beings. And she does a very good job of not freaking out too much about it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. She also knows how to handle stress, I think. Good job, Coltonay. Yeah, good job, (laughs) Coltonay. I wouldn't say the next MC we're going to talk about knows how to handle stress well. Mm -hmm. um, But she is fairly calm. Okay. Um, So this is Mikoto Kuga from Nord 9. She's one of the three MCs in this game. um, And she is pretty great. I like the other two MCs as well from the game. But she's my favorite just because she has, like, a very mature air about her. Like, Mm -hmm. she's young, obviously. They're all young um, in this game. But she's very, very mature. She's very calm. She's very calculated. And she has a huge sense of responsibility with her actions and... If you've played Nor 9 before, you know the premise, you know that the main characters all have some sort of power that they have to handle and manage and learn how to use. And for her, she has a very strong sense of responsibility for what she is supposed to do, what her her goals are and what her like destiny is. Mm-hmm. So that I really like. Not only does she have that, but when it comes to the people that she cares about, the people that she interacts with, even the other MCs in the game, she She cares about them so much. She is willing to go above and beyond to stand up for someone that she cares about. And Mm -hmm. I really, really like that about Mikoto. Another thing that I like about her is that she has kind of a Hime-sama personality. (laughs) And I think when you think of Hime-sama, like a princess type personality, you think of someone who's like spoiled and bratty and like bossy. And yes, she's a little bossy, but she's not spoiled and bratty. Oh, yeah. okay. No, she's great. I I really like her. Um, She also doesn't like take shit either if she's annoyed by something and something happens that she doesn't agree with oh she is very upfront about saying she does not agree with it she will smack she will smack a bitch she will smack a bitch (laughs) well she will smack an annoying ally that's for sure she will smack an annoying ally ichika does that too yeah she does So the next MC we're going to talk about is actually one of our OG MCs that we really, really loved, and that is Chizuru Yukimura from Hakuoki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Chizuru is, I think, the first MC of an Ultime game that we played that we were really like, wow, we actually can not only relate to this character, but we we like her. Yeah. I think we had played a couple of Ultime games before we played Hakuoki, mm-hmm. and the ones that we had played through are the, the original kind of setup for an MC. A little bit of a blank slate and no real personality traits that you can go, ah, I like this. Mm-hmm. But with Chizuru, you really do. Like, she is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the whole story starts off with her father disappearing mm-hmm. and the way that Chizuru reacts is she dis- decides to disguise herself as a boy and go looking for him. Yeah. And, um, I mean, she was put into a really difficult situation and ended up taking a chance and doing something really brave. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of continually does that throughout the game, but mm-hmm. not to the point where she's being reckless. Yeah. She's brave, um, but she doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah, this girl is definitely a survivor. And she also, like, 
Lily, gets put in many, many dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. Swords and guns and wars and all the things. Mm -hmm. But she knows how to handle them pretty well, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets a lot thrown at her throughout the course of mm -hmm. this game. And and that's, an, that's another thing. There, you get a lot of character development mm -hmm. with Chizuru because Hakuoki takes place over the course of four years. Yeah. So you literally grow with her. She's 16 at the beginning of the game and she's 20 at the end. So you really see this transformation to this young girl who is scared because her father has gone missing and she doesn't know what to do and she takes a giant chance into this young woman who really understands herself and understands how to handle things mm -hmm. and is, you know, willing to go above and beyond in order to do the things that she feels strongly about or protect the people that she cares about. Yeah, that's really important. Mm -hmm. She's not a pushover either. No, she's not a pushover. That's really, that's one thing that I liked. Comparing her to the uh, to the MCs of Otome games that we played right before we played this. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not a damsel in distress. Mm -mm. She does get rescued a lot, but not because she's going, oh my god, yeah. I don't know what to do. It's because she actually needs rescuing. Yes. I mean, <laughs> when you're getting kidnapped... Someone needs to save you. Yeah, someone needs to save you. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, anyways, speaking of MCs who have a lot of character development. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I think <laughs> this next MC we're going to talk about has one of the most, maybe Chizuru has like a, a very time-related character development situation, but Cardia Beckford from Code Realize has an amazing story in terms of her growth and her character development. Mm -hmm. She takes on a lot throughout the story, throughout all of the roots, and not only are you learning about her, but she's also learning about herself, mm -hmm. and she's learning about others and her relationships with those people. Yeah. Um, and that's really, really impressive, because the premise of the game is she's basically... A blank, a blank slate. slate. And that's the thing that we were talking about where all of the older games are blank slates, but in this one, she has a very specific path set in front of her, and she handles it really, really well, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. But we're not actually going to talk too much about Cardia today, because we'll be talking about her more next week. So make sure to tune in to hear more about Cardia Beckford. So I guess our final thoughts for MCs. Mm -hmm. Vika, what, what do you think overall? I think overall, a lot of the MCs that we saw manifesting Moxie are MCs with similarities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The qualities that are important to us in an MC seem to be a desire to learn and the absence of doormat tendencies. <laughs> yeah, we like a woman who uh, knows how to get things done. Mm, yes, definitely. Yeah. I get very frustrated when the MC can't do things by themselves or or knows what they need to do and will sit there and not do it. Mm -hmm. That bothers me or because decides, I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or decides to make some decision that you're like, why? Why would you do this? That doesn't doesn't make any sense. Do you have any logic or any critical thinking skills? Yeah. I think when we see MCs who are thinking through the situations that they're in and having conversations and clarifying like what's going on, it's definitely something that we can relate to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what about you guys? Tell us who some of your favorite MCs are. Do you agree with ours? Or are there any MCs manifesting moxie that we didn't include here? Please let us know on Twitter or shoot us an email. We really love interacting with you all. If you like what you hear and would like to support us, we have a Buy Me A Coffee account where you can donate to us keeping the podcast going. 
This week, we'd like to thank Leah, the real pea sleazy, for buying us five coffees. Wow, that is a lot of caffeine. Thank you so much for being a supporter, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We also have a Twitter and Instagram where you can stay updated on what we're up to and other Otome-related stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye.